Welcome to a Couch Divided podcast where secular psychology meets a Christian worldview with Dr. Robin Hall and Nick Thomas. All right, Nick, sit back and relax. And if you can't, we need to talk about that. <laughs> Prepare to be couched. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a Couch Divided podcast with me, Nick Thomas, and Dr. Robin Hall, the biggest horror movie fan oh. that I know. <laughs> and the reason why I didn't give you an adjective on that is because we... That's you know, a descriptor. That is a descriptor, mm-hmm. but you it's are a horror hard. movie fan, right? I am a ridiculous horror movie fan. And yeah. it's October, so you can put two and two together. <laughs> But do you like the old, like the the classics, like the 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 black and white stuff, the zombie movies, the old stuff? Like, yeah. So like you know, like Creature of the Black Lagoon, like yeah. that. Kind of, yeah, I like it. It's fun. It's oh, it, yeah. it's campy. It's really innovative if you think about like some of the stuff they oh, pulled yeah. off. You know, with the technology they had. Oh yeah, there. and they did had to do everything mm-hmm. manually, so there was yeah. all kinds of wax. You can string see and... some of the wires and stuff <laughs> yeah, on yeah, occasion. Yeah, yeah. So that stuff's great. But I, yeah. you know, there really isn't like a genre that I don't enjoy i mean i don't like torture porn stuff like yeah yeah, yeah. but that's re- <laughs> that's very cheap you yeah, know like yeah. um and i don't mean like not that t- like typically quentin tarantino is considered horror but like those like oh yeah at- ghoulish yeah. bloodbath you yeah. know um that's also not like hostile like, yeah like yeah, hostile yeah, exactly yeah. not typically my taste yeah, me you know, it just seems unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is unnecessary. Yeah. And it's so it's like shock value. So to me, like you're not working very hard. Yeah. And the like scare that you're getting is it's not authentic. It's yeah. not really fear. It's disgust. Yeah, right. You it's know? almost uh, sadistic. I did like Hills Have Eyes. Uh, uh, yeah. Not the remake, even though I remember lines from the remake. You mean but the, the, so the, the original. original? Yeah, the original. Yeah. I don't think uh, I've actually seen the original. Oh yeah, it's a. I mean, it's a classic. You know, okay, there was a nuclear thing going on, and all of a sudden. Oh no, know, no no no! I've like definitely that. seen the original. Yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah. Um, yeah, I do. You like launch? I launched right into our topic today. Not horror movies, but Halloween. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, we thought we would do kind of a fun. We think it's, I mean, every episode is fun for us, but, right. you know, a more, like, lighthearted, um, well, I got a kind of lighthearted. My story is not very lighthearted, but um, anyway, focus on something for uh, upcoming Reformation Day. There you go. Also known as All All's Hollow Eve. All's All, Hollow? Yeah. All's Am I saying not, that right? Yeah, I think you are. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. All Hollows Eve. Um, we thought we would talk a little bit about the psychology behind liking to be afraid um which you know was kind of in line with your horror movie <laughs> bringing up horror My movies adjective. yeah <laughs> yeah your adjective today um anyway but before we like launch into all of that do we have any housekeeping type we always stuff? have housekeeping stuff 
if you go to uh, couchdivided.com, you can actually see all of our uh, our podcasts and everything that we've listed, everything that we've done so far is archived on there. Uh, but also it's a chance for you to uh, partner with us, contribute. Uh, if you like the show and feel led, uh, please, uh, you know, uh, donate to whatever you want, whatever you can uh, to uh, keep the lights on. It helps us keep this, uh, you know, the lights on. It's always keep hard promoting donation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, we need money. You know, what? <laughs> you, you do what you will, but that is available uh, on there. And plus, all of our episodes are on there, yeah. too, as well. And then eventually, uh, we'll start adding to the website with our media and things like yeah. that. Once we get we that all organized. Yeah, we want to be able to provide additional content and stuff. Lots of podcasts do yeah. cool, like, Patreon-type subscription stuff not i don't know that we're going to do that but we want to put more content yeah. out so uh, our dream is you know at least mine i would i would love uh to do this uh, a full time or at least a, a you know a dedicated amount of time yeah. uh to it um to make uh you know everything that we've talked about uh something entertaining but you know also learned it for your mind and uh that takes time yes, and what's the classic saying time is you know, money, money. Yes. yeah unfortunately anyway, we um but above all we covet your prayers pray for us pray for god's kingdom and taking dominion over mm -hmm. mental health psychology all of it what's good is that we got a got a schedule of topics that we're going to talk about for well the, really the rest of the year um, oh yeah we got very organized we're excited <laughs> oh and i've talked to zach morgan too as well so uh oh, you good. know so we will be teaming up with the uh, the provoked uh podcast oh here, yes uh is soon um, i don't know if we've said anything about that yet have we? no no we haven't but you know what i just surprised talked to him. Yeah, yeah, okay I yeah. just talked to him and he uh he can't get uh his mind off the subject matter that we presented Yay. to him so it, it i'm not gonna reveal anything teaser teaser yeah, yeah so <laughs> we are getting ready to team up with provoked we yeah. um we haven't set a date i don't think in stone yet no but no, no. um yeah so over over there at provoked with zach but it will Morgan be this year Mason. hopefully yeah Yay, I'm excited. So that um, interesting topic and uh, we'll just leave you guys waiting yeah. to hear more about that. But it. we've got some awesome, awesome ideas, some like really cool um, dreams of, you know, guests and interviews that we're hoping to line up. So oh, yeah. we hope, you know, the end of the year and then 2022 will be awesome. For oh, yes. a couch divider. As this keeps growing and expanding, it's because you are listening and reviewing and sharing and we just want to say thank you for that. We had no clue within just the, you know, the small amount of time that we've been, you know, broadcasting and we've been recording that you would even take off as far as it is yeah, now. Yeah, it's so, so stinking yeah. cool. So thank you very much. Is that much. what this is called, broadcasting? I don't know. I just okay. I, I just took a term. I'm curious. That's affiliated with radio and I threw it out there. Podcasting. <laughs> Podcasting. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it is a radio term, right? Or a television term. Bro yeah. I mean, Media, yeah. it's fine. It's, it's going to work. A, you know, technically, it's, totally I'm, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's a term to use, but yeah. It's, Anybody in like media yeah. marketing that wants to correct us can feel free. Yeah. Um, yes, we love you guys. We love the support. We love the messages. We love the comments. Keep them coming. Um, we try to get to as many of them as we can. Mm -hmm. We've got we've got a large like influx of that. So like yep. be patient with us. Um, and we'll do another like Q and A type thing. Oh, I love doing that. That yeah. was fun. Where mm -hmm. we just kind of respond to a lot of what you guys have commented and said. Sure. But yes, so thank you so much. Thanks for telling your mom, sister, aunt, brother, mm -hmm. everybody about it. And uh, many of you have commented and emailed. Uh, if we haven't got back to you, just wait. We will. Yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. Right. Uh, and uh, you will hear from us. And uh, we appreciate all your feedback and uh, questions. So. Yeah, yeah. Awesome stuff, guys. Okay, so Nick, 
why do I like scary movies? <laughs> Same reason why you just whispered it. <laughs> did <laughs> I whisper? The, I guess I did, yeah. Why do you like scary movies? Why? <laughs> I mean, who doesn't kind of like to do... I mean, that's the nature of our topic today. It's, you know, who doesn't like to be a little frightened for fun <laughs> uh, entertainment? Like, when it comes to real fright, we don't want it. Yeah. But when it comes to, uh, you know, something lighthearted or something that we know it's not real, but still, you know, Oh, yeah, my... You just, us, like, entirely summed up the psychological... <laughs> component i was gonna talk about for thank this. you everybody take hearts uh, yes, no, <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny oh see god works um yes so truly it's interesting i don't know that we typically think about liking to be afraid but that's really i mean kind of what it, it is, falls right? yeah. into that cat like realm right yeah. when you talk about scary movies or haunted houses yeah. haunted hay rides i did yeah. a as like a zombie, a paintball zombie haunted hayride once. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it was fun, but th- the only part that I would have changed would have, like, it would have been better if the actors were allowed to, like, run and, a- like, right. run out and attack you. See, the you only- they kind of were just still targets, so oh, yeah. it didn't make it as exciting. And, and so, in here in Arizona, we got a lot of corn mazes uh, yes. as well, people set up. The one that I've always gone to since I was a kid is Fear Farm. Oh, yeah. Um, and, as that uh, Alice Cooper's? No, no, he did. Oh, I forgot what he Doesn't did. Doesn't he forgot. have something? He yet? does a Christmas thing and a Halloween thing, but it I'm isn't not sure. Fear Farm? Okay. Yeah, Sorry. Fear Farm is, uh, uh, I, I forgot the gentleman's name. He's known throughout the community. Mm. It's right off the freeway in McDowell. Uh, and uh, and uh, he does this every year and usually hires kids uh, um, um, to, uh, you know, dress up and, you know, be the zombies and things like that in the, in the maze. And so uh, he does a, a lot of things. Uh, but one thing that he's known for is Fear Farm, and uh, that's just kind of been an Arizona tradition for a long time, or at least on the west side of the valley. Um, I don't do haunted houses because... You don't like jump scares? Oh, I don't mind jump scares if I'm in my house yeah. or in a movie <laughs> yeah. theater. Yeah. Um, and it's less like the jump scare because I'm, <laughs> I'm typically like my... like. <laughs> My fear response is typically to freeze before yeah. I do anything else. Yeah. Um, however, there are a few exceptions to that rule. Yeah. And when you're coming at me with a chainsaw and a scary <laughs> mask, my reflex um, is to fight. I was like, you're throwing blows. Yeah, yeah. I'm throwing punches. Yeah. So it's just not, it's in nobody's best interest for me to be there. And I'll feel terrible after. Oh, I yeah. really will. I will feel so bad. But it, I it literally lose control <laughs> yeah, of with, myself. With those things, I already have a mindset of it's not real. And it when I have that kind of mindset, I don't get scared. Yeah. But yeah. what I do get afraid of is, and this is going to be along the lines of what we're talking about, is the um, the fear of the unknown. So oh, like, yeah. stuff like paranormal activity will get me spooked because I can't see it. If yeah, I yeah. can't react to it and if I can't see it, I will go like a little boy under his blanket. They can't yeah. see me. I can't see them. They can't see me. Yeah, hiding, hiding, yeah, yeah. hiding. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's very. It like it goes all the way back to the fall, of the garden, right? Sure. Um, <laughs> and it, it, with Adam and Eve, it was related to shame, but yeah. they hid from God, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So we hide to protect ourselves. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we want to be safe, and we feel like we're going to be able to shield somehow. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So I like I'm all for people who want to go do the haunted house oh, yeah, thing. Sure. That's yeah. fine. But 
I just feel like for I've everyone wanted, else's benefit, I've always wanted to do those escape rooms. Those are fun, well. but those aren't yeah. scary. No, yeah. But they're an adrenaline rush, which is essentially somebody could set it up like do. you know uh, what's that that movie Saw. And, and put some scary elements I'm into sure it. I'm sure somebody yeah. used it on that somewhere. Yeah. yeah. No, escape rooms are totally fun. And, the, well, I mean, I've only done one of them, but it was difficult. Like, I think we only had a minute or something left oh, yeah. before we, because you have only so long to get oh, out yeah. to solve the puzzles. Um, yeah, that's fun. So, actually, that, like, leads right on into um, what most psychologists kind of agree um, is the driving or precipitating mm-hmm. mechanism behind everybody's interest in Halloween and and scary movies and, you know, haunted houses, all that. It's mm-hmm. really not um, a desire to be scared so much, like actual fear, as it is to experience the adrenaline rush that comes right. along with that fight, flight, freeze response that we've oh, yeah. talked about, you know, in trauma. That stress response is an endocrine hormonal response, yes. right? So we have a physical reaction to right. it. Um, and yeah, so it's craving that, you know. Um, some people would call it like adventure, adventure seeking sure, maybe, yeah. but that's, and that's different from like being, having a preoccupation, like a morbid preoccupation, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. there's lots of themes around Halloween that are related to death and the undead, right? Zombies. Would you say it's almost the same affiliation as like extreme sports, somebody jumping from a plane or anything like that? That's exactly what I would, yeah, yeah, relate it to. So, like, you might be talking about different levels of adrenaline. Sure. Right. I probably feel way more adrenaline jumping out of a plane than in a scary movie, but it's the same response. Yes. Yeah. So that's it. It's really not complicated. We enjoy the rush. Yeah. It's a high. Yeah. Um, And, not everybody, right? I feel like maybe we should have made that disclaimer. I'm sure there are lots and lots of you that don't like yeah, scary stuff. Yeah, stuff. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's totally fine, you know, yeah. to each their own. We have freedom in Christ, right? <clears throat> so, yeah. Um, but for those weirdos like me um, out there that enjoy the thrill of mm-hmm. it, um, you know, Good. <laughs> I mean, uh, to me, I love heights and I love posters. Yeah, and so and you're the antithesis of that. <laughs> um, but I, I love okay roller see, coasters and heights, and I jump off of a plane in a minute. You know what I mean? If I knew what um, I was like doing, a movie yeah. isn't going to like yeah. I'm not actually in any type of physical danger, yeah. right? Which yeah. is I think another part of the appeal of Halloween. Sure. Yeah. You get to to role play and dress up and yeah, to know ultimately you're that safe. you're going to be safe yeah. right you yeah. get to kind of exercise some of these fantasies yeah um but know that like really at any moment you just get to flip a switch and oh, it's yeah. all over yeah and plus the uh you know the allure of being a character uh somebody that you're not is is very fun too as well so you know we dress up uh we wear masks or whatever and it can be any kind of character too as well at least from my perspective, the art in that, and I love acting and things like that, is always the reason why I've come up with creative characters in the past years for like Halloweens and stuff like that. Oh, oh yeah, I always made my costumes when I was a kid. Uh, my dad and me got really into uh, those things. Your dad did? Oh yeah, my dad loved uh, cool. uh, creating costumes and stuff like that. We liked it more than trick or treating or even decorating. We just wanted to make something That's and walk around cool. with it. Yeah. Uh, well, I would love to do that. I'm. I feel like. 
I'm not, I don't have the skill set yet to be able to like sew together something that. Oh yeah. It was totally him that was doing it. I just gave him the idea. Well, of course. Yeah. We made a Power Rangers costume and we made a helmet out of a rubber kind of beach ball thing and uh, paper mache it and painted it and it oh, looked like nice. a Red Ranger mask. Now, I couldn't wear it because it was going to suffocate. So I only had to... I, so I not could, functional. Yeah, so but. not functional mask, but I, you know, I wore it, you know, for like pictures and things like that, but I could not walk around in it. He was a little disappointed, but I'm like, I can't breathe. So I just walked around the helmet, but it was nice. Yeah, yeah. that's so fun. I want to be like the cool mom that does the, the full family costumes. I have lots of ideas for it. Yeah. But we have a good concept this Halloween, too. Oh, yeah. So I'm excited. Um, oh, yeah. You're doing the Princess Bride. Yeah. Best. Oh, yeah. You're going to love it. Yeah. Yeah. Toby is going to be a rodent of unusual size. <laughs> so I can't wait. I, I'm really hoping he doesn't hate the costume horribly because it's definitely not yeah. something he would normally wear. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So the idea is we get to take risks and explore Mm -hmm. potentially dangerous things without true cost yes right Mm -hmm. um it's pretty simple um you were telling me a story before we started that i think people would enjoy well it's the first time actually remembering being scared and Uh frightened even for a long period of time after (laughs) i saw it okay so repercussive so scaredness i've I've mentioned vaguely uh on this podcast before about the first time i remember being scared um and it was in music class kindergarten kindergarten or first grade fifth or uh you know i was five or six years old and they showed me in music class the black and white silent version of phantom of the opera <laughs> and that's all i would love to have asked that music teacher what their line like their train of thought was like why yeah, they thought that was a good i don't idea. even remember a permission slip this was the <laughs> ni- this was the 90s they didn't hardly did those things you know yeah. if they were going to take us off campus yes but no, uh, you know, it, and because, you know, it's fan of the opera. It's it's rich in music history, you know, uh, and it is very um, I mean, I, I love, uh, you know, the the show. I yeah, love that opera and music in there. But to have a black and white grainy film as it was, was already spooky. And you already had dun, 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 dun. And yeah, you know, and like. Then uh, she she. It's about a psychopath that lives in a basement yeah. of the, of an opera house that and yeah. starts killing people. And starts killing people. So it's terrifying. It would and be sc- they, it, like it would scary it, absolutely for a five or six year old. And then you add in the black and white. I mean, totally. Yeah, and he doesn't want to be <laughs> seen by anybody. Wears the mask, which is weird because like his whole face was covered in disfigured. Some kind of, yeah, He's it was disfigured. Diff- but when he wore the mask, you had a half, but it looked like a normal human being. I'm like, and he takes yeah, off the whole mask yeah. and it's all boogers. And uh, that's what it looked like. And it was all black and white. And he had this very creepy you know, eyes and mouth. But she walks into the room slowly. He's playing the piano and he's playing his stuff. Christine, and yeah. Yes. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she is curious. Now, okay, so let's go back. She is curious of what he's going to look like, yes. right? And so we're all curious about the fears. It's we're sorry we if we're risks. spoiling Phantom of the Opera for you no, guys. No, no. If you haven't seen it, then you, uh, whatever. You know, <laughs> Ghost, you've at least accidentally yeah. heard about the story. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully. So the context here is that Christine, yeah. a very young um, 
she's not actually yet a diva, but she's no. like on the cusp of becoming exactly, an yeah. opera diva, right? Uh, and there's so, already stories about the Phantom the Soprano, Haunting place. Yeah, so yeah. she's she's being stalked essentially yeah. by this. It's classic. Lights shut off. Yeah. Uh, lights turn on. Guy's dead. So she thinks <laughs> it's the ghost of her dead father, but yeah. soon finds out it's actually a real human being. Yes. Yeah. A true romantic at heart. <laughs> so. And she walks in. He's playing. Christine pulls off the mask. I'm already kind of frightened by the uh, the the movie a little bit anyway, but she. You mean up until this point? As up a until this point, okay. yes. As a as a five year old little boy, <laughs> without any experience in zombies and ghosts, I really <laughs> was not afraid of the dark. I didn't even have that concept in my mind. Um, <laughs> this poor kid, you were. Oh my gosh, your music teacher. Take your I'm, kids out of public schools, y'all. Attending a school in the Cartwright <laughs> District, which is Maryville, if anybody knows there, uh, Arizona, and. Um, and she pulls off the mask and well what i'm about to say is probably not appropriate but yes i had to go to the bathroom uh, <laughs> all right uh, and maybe oh finish the job uh, but <laughs> that's not true did you really no you're no, being no, hyperbolic here, okay yes. yeah. but i remember seeing that frightened ran to the back of the class and sat next to my friend who seemed to have a stiff face like no, I'm not scared. Well, I know he was, but I had to sit next to him. I forgot his name too, as well. I can see his face uh, as well. Well, okay, so I'm frightened. All the kids and you know, and the girls. So I was with them, going ah, you know, and 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 crying. And she had to stop the movie and everything like that. And she goes, "It's not real, guys." And then plays the movie again. <laughs> like and, wow. You know, again, the '90s. We didn't really think about all this stuff um what i'm uh, sorry that is the most ridiculous (laughs) people were thinking in the 90s well not at this school this lady did not think okay uh she still had that old school 80s 70s mentality kind of thing she was like i grew up in the depression yeah to her it's just i know real fear right it's just well so that experience frightened me like no other and that was the first night i went home and I could not sleep in my bed. Oh, and I used to sleep Mickey. with my all my lights off. And, I, and I'm and i running out. And I go, ah, I can't sleep. There's yeah. somebody going to attack me. And I affiliated the Phantom with vampires after that, too, as well. I can see that. He has a cape. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it was just kind he of that. He lives in a cave. I and, totally get it. And uh, old vampires movies always had that grainy kind yeah. of thing going on. Right. Anyway, so, okay. So, affiliation. Totally. Like, no, totally that stayed that with me for until it was about 10 or 11 kind of thing. I remember going into my grandma's Nick house. Nick Cree watches Phantom yeah. and he's like, where are the vampires? My, my grandma had a very old house and everything was brown. You know, the walls were brown <laughs> in the house and everything. And uh, her walls looked like a grainy silent film. <laughs> and I wouldn't go back into the back rooms uh, by myself, right? Um, uh, where my parents grew up or my mom grew up as a kid. And this is my grandma. They She lived in the same house. And I remember... Uh, running down the hall and saying, I can't go back there. You have to take me. I had to go to the bathroom. Or sure, of like course. Yes. She goes, why? Why? What's going on? And I go, the Phantom's going to get me. Oh, <laughs> and I remember what? her saying, oh, like, what are you and she was about? so like country. She goes, why? Well, I have no Phantom. <laughs> and oh, I oh, how cute with an accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no Phantoms in there. You know. Like, I wonder if she thought you meant Ghost. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I mean, I told her, have you ever seen the Phantom in the oh, Opera? Okay, and she knew. And, uh, and the reason why I was there is, is we lived with my grandma and I went to school down the street so uh everything even my environment was exactly oh, yeah. what i saw and um i uh, uh and 
Well, that fear, I, I, as far as paralyzing, stayed with me for a few years. Like I said, about up until you know maybe eleven years old. Oh my gosh, man! But the affiliation of supernatural vampires, dead things, have always frightened me. Oh now, yeah. Now today, I don't. I don't care. Sure. Uh, but even in my mid twenties, things like paranormal activity. I mean, I I Messed affiliated with, with that moment. I oh, mean, I just remember that. Totally moment. Yeah. okay. So uh, that's so interesting because I don't like affiliate the fear that I used to have around that this kind of stuff with any one particular moment in my history. But I did, I shared a very, some, I didn't like any of it before I was saved it. I had to force myself through it. I didn't enjoy it. Right. Um, and it's so, it was so interesting, like that, how God reclaimed that entire area for Mm me and actually made it something that I really enjoy. Um, because every time I see anything on a screen, whatever the story is, my reaction is Jesus has this. Yeah. So and it's true. Like yeah. he's he's conquered the world. Oh, like yeah. there's guys. That's really what conquered my fears and uh, a lot of things. Yeah. I have a kind of another story, but go ahead. So and, and what we're so. not saying is that people that still get afraid of movies, yeah, like yeah. we're not we're not commenting. You're not saved. You're afraid. No, yeah, none of stupid. that. Yeah. No, of course not. <laughs> and everybody has to make personal choices about that kind of stuff. Yeah, if yeah. you don't like it, you don't like it. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but for me, that was a really interesting and unexpected area of freedom. I, um, what was a consequence of being saved? So, and we've always talked about our past, and of course, the audience knows that uh, I've had a, a drug addiction history in my past. When that uh, was at its peak, all those fears, uh, you know, the walls cracking, uh, wall settling in, kind of thing like that, uh, that happens in every house. I affiliated with the unknown, and I started getting frightened when I was by myself, especially. Uh, under uh, under a high um, and I remember you know after uh, y- y- well into recovery still being frightened because of the paranoia yeah. and the traumatic responses from that that when I was saved I remember you know like I remember looking out my window after being frightened just looking out my window and there was three lights that were glaring into the window shaped as the cross Mm. And I guarantee you, right there, I, I'm telling you the truth, right there, I was no longer afraid of any dark, any night. You know, what were the lights from? I Just the... The, the, the street li- lights? Yeah, just the street lights from and across the street. And it was just the, the way yeah. that they cast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I remembered that he's with me. Oh, and, wow. And since then, it's never been... What a neat little been, reminder that yeah. was. Yeah. yeah, it was just uh, was one of those moments. Praise God. And uh, never been frightened since. So. Yeah. Interesting. How cool. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, t- please feel free to tell us what your favorite or, you know, if you have enjoy scary movies, make recommendations. Tell us what your favorites oh, yeah. are. Do you have a favorite uh, horror movie? Yeah. You know, I'm not really into the horror movie genre okay. kind of thing. Like I said, I like to Hills Have Eyes kind of thing. But sure. And no, uh, a favorite horror movie. I mean, you know, I love Children of the Corn and things okay. like that too cool. as well. Silence of the Lambs is probably, but I wouldn't really consider that a horror movie. Uh, uh, it's like a psychological thriller, yeah. thriller but, but I like there's stuff. horrifying stuff in it. Yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, it can definitely scare you. And Anthony Hopkins can be terrifying and things oh, yeah. like that. And, mm-hmm. uh, um. Yeah, he can, and I still see his face. You know, when I when I watch other movies where he's not being that guy, and I go, "No, hello, Clarice." You know, you still like, see him as yeah, Hannibal yeah, yeah, yeah. How funny! <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, other than that, I am not a fan of horror movies. Not for any particular reason. I kind of find them cheesy. But I, oh, that's yeah. that's the point of them. I get yeah, it. Uh, but, from, yeah, I, like some of them. Yeah, yeah, a, a lot of them. Yeah. 
Um, Other than that, I like suspense and thrillers. Mm -hmm. Like uh, Michael Douglas in the movie The Game. Oh, yeah. You know, there was a lot of eerie things that happened in that, but Mm -hmm. I wouldn't call it a horror movie. But I love the psychological aspect of it and uh, being uh, tricked uh, in movies. Right. I like that too. Well, I just like, I like uh, storylines that make you work a little bit. Yes. Where you're not calling the next thing or the whole plot right mm-hmm. at the beginning. Yeah, I hate mm. when they uh, emphasize something as a horror movie in the trailers and you watch it and it's not. Like Shutter Island got a really bad rap and it's a great movie. I don't know if you've ever seen Shutter yeah, seen Island or, or maybe you've read the book if you haven't seen it at home. But um, that is a great movie, but when they uh, were promoting that and advertising it, they advertise it as a horror movie huh. because there are some scenes that can be. Uh, I you can know. see like the bent. Yeah, you know, but it's a terrific movie, and yeah, it's, a good movie. it's it's underrated. It's been a while since so. I've seen that one. Um, yeah, my favorite. I mean, I've got a handful at the top, but for the most part, most of the time, The Shining. Tops my oh, list. Why didn't I say that? I love that movie. <laughs> I love that movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. yeah. And um Doctor Sleep. Yeah. Um with Hugh McGregor as like a follow up. Mm-hmm. Um an after lo- uh yeah. An after not a sequel exactly, but mm-hmm. years later. Um it's ec- that's excellent too. Mm-hmm. And I it's not very like frequent that I say that about a more modern oh, yeah. like horror movie. So, mm-hmm. yeah, my husband calls me a horror movie snob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, well, yeah, I don't mind it. It's it, fine. You mentioned The Shining. Kubrick was very good at even movies that weren't kind of terrifying. Uh, creating a terrifying scene with the up-close uh, camera uh, shots. Um, even in Clockwork Orange, <coughs> there's a couple scenes that were like, oh, you know, oh, and it kind is, of yeah. elicited that response of uh, a fear. Nobody um, watch any of these movies around any kids. And <laughs> yeah. make Clockwork sure Orange, you, you read the watch descriptions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, read the descriptions before you watch them. Seriously, like major disclaimer. Yeah. Um, so, and in the, anyway, in the spirit of Halloween. So, uh, yeah, tell us what you guys like. If you have favorite scary movies. Um, I also like, I know this isn't a horror movie, but I love Hocus Pocus. Oh yeah. Um, I watch it every year. I watch it when it's not Halloween. I think I know every line from that movie. There's there's Zachary parts of Binks. there's parts of the, the the year that aren't even you know like June. I'm just going. Books. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! If uh, we my, ever find uh, Nick wandering in the woods calling my, for a book, we'll know why. My sister, my sister-in-law, and my sister-in-law's sister repeat these the, these things throughout the year too as well. But uh, they're great. Yeah, just like you can watch Christmas Vacation anytime. And of year. I was dumbfounded that his name is not. Zachary Banks, but Thackeray. Yeah, Thackeray. Yeah, I Thackeray didn't know Banks. that, and I go, "It's Thackeray." I've been saying it all. Thackeray, you know. Thackeray. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so we thought it would be fun to talk about some asylums here. Yeah. Or former asylum. Mine's still a current one. Um, uh, here in Arizona. So for you guys that are Arizona natives and know already, hopefully you'll still hang on for the ride. And for those of you guys elsewhere. Um, we hope you enjoy learning a little bit about Arizona and its history because we've got, I've got a lot. So, Nick, do you want to talk to us about your 
So everybody, asylum. everybody first. affiliates this particular hotel in Jerome as a former asylum uh-huh. in Jerome. It is called the Grand Hotel, which is so appropriate so for the let's name. Let's like set the stage a little yeah. bit. I feel like we should. Um, so Nick uh, is going to be talking about a building, right, that <laughs> exists in a small yeah. mining town in what what we call it, like north central like you know it's a very small town former copper mining town yeah copper mines so yeah do you have the anything about the population statistics or if really tiny artsy kind of like hippie-ish town it's less than a thousand people you know several bars um lots of little uh eateries and stuff and like the whole little place is said to be haunted. This, this article that I have uh, um, up right now is a population of about 450. Oh my gosh. So yeah. if you thought inside the Cheers bar, everybody knows your name, everybody really knows your name in this town. <laughs> yeah. Uh, your business is theirs, vice versa. Mm-hmm. And just because you'd see it. Um, and so in small towns like this, always there's always some kind of creepy, you know, uh, element to it because, it, especially if you're from a big city and used to just high population. Uh, the quiet, lack of people, yeah, the, yeah, the, the quiet, stillness of it. Nobody's out. And right it's, now. it's yeah. really bitty. They're yeah. bitty, really busy. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, but it's like, an all Western town. It's yeah. very trafficked, like yeah. touristy trafficked during the day. It's very cool, very artful uh, too. They have a lot of Creative things there. People point. have fun in Jerome. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of there's a, a vineyard up there. Oh yeah. Oh. Well, Maynard's uh, Vineyard. Uh-huh. Well, if you if anybody knows the band Tool, Maynard's yeah. up there. He's got his vineyard up there. I think he owns some of the hotel or he does something in this hotel. As right. well, um, so it's about an hour and a half to the like northwest of Central Phoenix, right, right? right? So if you're in the valley, you would hop on the I-17 or Black Canyon Freeway, right. take that north for about about an hour actually, and then you hop off and head right. west a little ways, and you're there up. The elevation is much much higher. Oh, yeah. um, your Jerome is actually situated on the side of a All like right. mountain. Now I I grew up with the show. Nobody's gonna know this show. Uh, Gunsmoke. You remember uh-huh. Gunsmoke back in the day? I didn't watch it, but I know. But yeah, so my grandpa watched it all the time, so I've watched it all the time, and I actually like it. And um, and uh, every time I imagine a saloon, I imagine Gunsmoke and playing cards. Somebody gets upset because they lost and shot somebody. You yeah. know all that stuff. There's a lot of that stuff in Jerome. Yes. So you have a Western element, but then you have the Grand Hotel, which they affiliated with a former asylum in uh, in Jerome, and they claim it's haunted. Yes. Like inanimate and objects move and so, things are thrown against the wall. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ghost sightings and stuff. That's the stuff that frightens me the most. I oh, don't care yes. about a figure. If I can see you, yeah. I could probably get you. Right. <laughs> I, 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 I will front. Right. But the invisible enemy. How do the, you defend yourself The invisible that? enemy. The yeah. wall's cracking. That frightens me. Mm-hmm. And so I would be very spooked at the Grand Hotel, sure. at least at night when I'm sleeping kind of thing. So yeah. tell us a little bit about the history. So um, when, when you say Western element, I think too for to just paint that picture a little bit better, cowboy. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. very ca- like spurs. Oh yeah. You know ranchers. Yeah, yeah. Horses, hitching posts, that oh, kind yeah. of stuff. So it literally exactly what you would imagine. Um, you know spaghetti western type. Exactly, and those are. Oh, I would love to go back to those times, but you know, oh, no. it no, is no, no, the no. wild west, and you got to watch your back and uh, make sure your uh, 
blacksmith so nobody thinks that you're evil um, <laughs> because if you had a trade then you were needed if you didn't then yeah. you're a robber <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> and you're okay. gonna get hung and shot at high noon or something oh, like my that goodness. Yeah. all those stereotypes okay. right uh, all those I feel like we are, yeah, we are describing what people imagine Arizona to be. Um, uh, if you see raising Arizona or whatever, like, <laughs> you know, like oh, they they, they uh, portrayed us so yeah. badly. In well, the, so Arizona is ge- geographically extremely diverse, actually. So oh, yeah. up, yeah, like now. Jerome, I think would still technically be considered the very high desert, but oh, yeah. they're pine trees. You're, you know, cottonwoods getting into the pine trees. Um, it's not. It does not look like the desert that you guys would imagine with cacti everywhere. This person uh, describes Jerome. This is the article from the LA Times. Okay. It says, Jerome, an atmospheric former copper mining town in central Arizona. So you're right. Central, okay. Is high anxiety and acrophobe's nightmare. Oh. There is a lot of hills and a yeah, lot of it's dips. windy roads up there. Now, I've never feared falling from them, but... <laughs> Um, <laughs> if you have uh, a fear of heights, this might elicit a response to you. <laughs> but I love that you saw the LA Times acrophobes. They'll they'll uh, they'll put any uh, kind of word in it. It's it's need to make him feel more woke. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> An acrophobe. Don't go to Jerome if you want. So to be I have never been afraid on the roads in Jerome, but I have been afraid on windy roads before. Oh, yeah. But I do have a serious... ones with no streetlights and you can't see where you're going. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm talking about, like, in the mountains, like Colorado Rocky mining, you know, the road is barely a road and what's there only supports three quarters of the vehicle you're in. Yeah. It's not high altitudes that scare me. It's depths that scare me. So ocean scares me. Like, I can look at That blackness. Yeah, Yeah, Mm -hmm. I can. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Um, Again, it's an unknown entity. Right. Like, no have you ever seen there. any of those like I shouldn't be alive shows? Have you ever watched? No. Enough? Okay. I have my oh my gosh, stories. some of them are so <laughs> in- crazy. So the ones that freak me out the most are the ones where the people are lost at sea, and they spend days out there and nights bobbing in the open uh, ocean. I, see, I, I know. I can even just imagine that right now, and all I'm thinking oh, about guys. is Jaws. So we have so. listeners in uh, Australia, yeah. right? So one of the I shouldn't be alive episodes I saw was about a guy. Uh, he was retired. Naval, I'm not sure. I please forgive me. I'm not sure what you guys, um, how your military is organized, but um, some like highly structured, organized, trained guy, and he's retired and he went out. Um, it this actually might have been oh, in New Zealand, which I know is a totally different country, so I'm so sorry. Um, but anyway, he was out looking for what are the blowfish? Yeah, yeah. Um, and he got fish. just he just got lost. You're supposed to have buddies and stuff when you yeah. Um, when you dive with, like that, you're supposed to have a buddy with you in your own swimming <laughs> right. pool. Right, <laughs> that's what it was. This guy was a professional diver anyway, uh, okay. but he got separated somehow. Um, he made mistakes. He made poor choices that resulted in him being like pulled out, and he right. was out there for like days, just bobbing. In the open, I'm sorry, guys. I couldn't do it. Guys, I I'd would go mad. I mean, you that, talk about having to cling to Christ. Mm. Anyway, so like we are totally digressing. It's away. like that uh, movie Open Water. Yeah, like anyway. Uh, yeah, just bobbing out there in Fear. the middle of nowhere. 
Well, so Jerome is not like that, but you feel like you're in the middle of nowhere because of the small population. And if you're standing in the middle of the street at night, you're the only one standing in the middle of the street at night. And you either look creepy or you're being creeped out. Um, but and that's Jerome for you kind of thing. And so it's built in the 1800s. It's packed with history and tales of rip roaring saloons and bordellos. Uh, there are historical sites, including a. There are historical sites, including a red light district known as Husband's Alley. Cute, sh- yeah, cute shops, galleries. Today, Drome is an artist's colony. It's, yeah, it's very hippie. That's a great uh, way of describing there, it. Yeah. Which is probably the reason why it's affiliate. The Grand Hotel is affiliated with, uh, you know, uh, the haunted aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, artists love, you know, yeah. uh, that kind of thing. And you can There's see There's a why. whole culture in that part of Arizona right. with, like, extra supernatural extraterrestrial type stuff now all it is is talk you know i mean that people go in there and they're frightened because of the stories but nothing right because of what's been suggested so talk to us about the grand hotel which is a converted asylum well, she uh, this uh, article uh, wants to describe, you know, the bedroom and everything like that. Oh, too, funny. As well. Now, it is expensive to stay. It's like 165 yes. a night. Yeah, that's yeah. OK. That's as cheap as I've heard. Yeah. Um, uh, and then it's like $50 yeah. for lunch. So you guys at, at the asylum restaurant. That's what they call it. If there, you have imagined. Restaurant. OK, everybody that isn't driving while you're listening to this, close your eyes and picture what you imagine when you think of insane asylum. What it looks like, like the castle in the middle of nowhere that you guys immediately imagine the fortress. Right. So this hotel like is, you know, much smaller scale, like fits this description perfectly. We'll put a post. We'll put a picture of it on our social media um, so you guys can actually see what it looks like. But it's all part of this insane ambiance where you drive up to this place and you're like, oh, yeah, of course, like they used to have. Like uh, yeah. mentally insane people here. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's haunted for sure. You you just look at it and it looks like you're going to be greeted by the ghost of some oh, butler yeah. from yeah, who's got unfinished business. Yes. Uh, or you're walking, but this is where Bart the Slasher was at. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. And uh, of course, the mind's response and our imagination. I mean, we can start manifesting anything <laughs> that's not there. Uh, one crack. So I'll relate it to this. You ever seen a spider on TV and then every itch is that spider yes. on? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So it's the power of suggestion. It's it's just like that, which creates the response. <laughs> and um, if enough people do it, then you get a reputation. And yeah. that reputation is in the Grand Hotel. Okay. Tell us what the, what the stories are. So here's the, she describes the bed here. It seems that uh, talk of the Jerome Hotel once being an insane asylum is just that. It's just talk. But it's, uh, it's something to think about when you visit. It contributes to the character of the eerie lodging, originally a hospital that closed in 1950 and sat vacant until the Oh, 1990s. are you kidding me? It wasn't yeah. actually an asylum. Yeah, oh, it was, surprise. It was a hospital. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. In such a small town in the 1950s and 1990s, it probably, I mean, stories about this in a small town are going to propagate. Sure. And well, and I, we would probably assume that if there was anybody that was suffering from any type of serious mental illness, they would have ended up there. Yeah. And it became the hotel in the 1990s. Oh, cool. So, uh, about, so it was vacant from the 50s to the 90s? Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow, wow. So, you know, about 30 years old now. 
um, when it became the hotel. So today it's a magnet for ghost hunters. Okay. So you're going to see a lot of ghost hunters there with their little machines and they go off and uh, and they try to uh, find ghosts. Overnight guests report numerous incidents of ethereal uh, figures uh, and sounds that, well, uh, spook them. Okay. Uh, parts of the hotel are firmly stuck in the past. The original Otis elevator still works. That elevator is over a hundred years old. That's super interesting. And I'm so when you get on it, it goes. I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it. Oh really? Because I've been yeah. inside. Yeah. They call it the Otis elevator. Otis. I wonder why uh, it's called. Is that the like make of the? Elevator, maybe. Maybe or? it was the manufacturer at the time. Mm, I don't know. So yeah. the original Otis elevator still works. Steam heat is used in some areas. How cool. <laughs> yeah. So you get that uh, uh, that element, and there's even a working telephone switchboard oh i want to see that so i wonder if they still use it i mean well small towns like that used to have one line that's true but then everybody had their separate thing so if you wanted to talk a guy in the switchboard Uh had to have to take your plug and uh, plug you in yeah and so you would call operator operator connect me to this person and then they'd plug you in if any of you guys that have seen the andy griffith show andy's exactly hey sarah put me through to the you know i i I love it so every time they pick up the telephone it was two women gossiping on the other line and everything oh that's such a that was such a great bit yeah Yeah, the two sisters yeah Um, um super cool now the rooms have upgraded amenities fit for the 21st century yeah now. i'm got, sure you got they size. better if they're charging that much a night. <laughs> I, I know you got queen size bed satellite tv wi-fi it's an experience it's well worth the money if you want to go there mm-hmm. it's an experience the whole there's a restaurant too um that i've eaten at that's really i think it's a little bit pricier but sure how and much I'm, fun i'm sure they do things for halloween too as well because of oh the yeah and, and the town's reputation uh but overall the town is an artsy fartsy kind of thing and if you're into that which yeah. i am if you're nearby you'll, you'll have fun. um yeah, so as Christians, right, we understand that um, we we don't have to be afraid of anything, mm-hmm. truly afraid of anything, right? So this is not, we're not going to get into this discussion. We have God protecting us, right? Mm-hmm. So um, we know that we don't have anything to fear regardless of what the, the tale is about mm-hmm. the place. So anyway. Just saying. Just saying. As long as you can keep it fictional and enjoy yeah. yourself, fine. The thrill of it, right? Let yourself get a little worked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you enjoy that court, yes. that kind of thing, yeah. Okay, so I am actually going to be talking about um, a, a, a real asylum. <laughs> a real? Is that? A real asylum, I'll yeah. be talking about... An right, actual so, asylum. Um, like a mental health hospital. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, This is, um, this place is kind of near and dear to my heart. Uh, I definitely spent um, lots and lots of hours there training, and uh, it was a very, very neat experience. So, um, with that being said, there's a very rich history behind Arizona State Hospital. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 which um, started out as the insane asylum of Arizona. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm going to go through the history a little bit. And then there's um, there's like some haunting lore around the hospital. There's more just kind of like mysterious things about it. And um, there's some legit uh, like scary stuff that has happened, you know, with individuals coming in and out of it. So. Um, we'll talk about that. That was my bent on right. <laughs> scary or frightening. Um, so apparently, 
I learned so many things. Even though I worked th- at this place, I didn't know all of the details of this history. But apparently, um, prior to the hospital being built, the asylum being built, um, people that had mental illness issues were shipped off to Stockton, California. Um apparently at quite an expense of $600. So this was from the 1870s through the mid 1880s. Mm-hmm. Um long long time ago. Uh to start yeah, Stockton, California at the cost of $600 per person and it was payable by the patient's home county. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um in 1885 there was a legislature, the 13th Territorial Legislature. Oh, there's that number. 13th, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> um, it was convened in Prescott, which is another cute. It's actually not that far from Jerome, mm-hmm. little mining town um, here in Arizona. Um, so in 1885, plans were made to construct the asylum in Phoenix, among other sp- types of institutions that they discuss at this. So they appropriated $100,000. Oh, wow. Wow. For the construction of the hospital. And then they authorized the purchase of 160 acres, two and a half miles east of Phoenix at the Mm. time, which is so crazy funny because for all of you locals, uh, you know, the Arizona State. Well, if you don't know, Arizona State Hospital is located off 24th Street in Van Buren. And so it is like dead center Mm -hmm. of the valley. But back then it was 2.5 miles east. Um, So. The asylum opened in 1887, which I guess meant that they took two years to build it, right? And they, like, immediately started admitting patients. And uh, very quickly after it opened, they transferred back 61 um, patients from Stockton, California, right, that had been housed there. And apparently only one escaped during that process oh wow (laughs) um yeah so uh all the way back to 1887 which um i i just think that's so cool like the long history of the hospital especially in the you know in the 1800s and uh you know around the victorian age oh yeah um i'm really not i don't remember my eras anymore from school like what what like victorian and all I'm that just, i think of charles spurgeon oh great yeah victorian preacher yeah, yes. 1800s. yeah um that's a good like post for yourself to help you remember yes, yes. yeah mm-hmm. um i might take it myself yeah well whatever helps you uh, remember <laughs> um okay <clears throat> so in 1911 actually in september of 1911 there was a large fire um that started out on the hospital started on the hospital grounds and uh, demolished. It's, it looks like at least the central, like central and D buildings of the state hospital. Um, we can post a picture too. We can upload a picture of the oh, layout yeah, great, at this yeah. point um, on the website. If you guys are interested in that. Um so in February of 1912, actually Valentine's Day, 1912, Arizona officially became a state. Woo! 
1912? Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, I was like, that, that's what 1912, said, right? Yeah. because our centennial was 2012. Yep. Um, and the hospital was officially renamed the Arizona State Asylum for the Insane mm. at that point. Um, I, by the early 20s, so we're mm. skipping, right? I had a little bit. The patient population reached 568 persons, um, and it was increasing. Uh, this was apparently attributed to an increase of patient referrals from California. So that must have been happening at the time. So there overflow. was overcrowding issues. Yeah, I was like, overflow. And they started yeah. restricting admission. And I loved this. They started restricting admission so that only those people who were considered, quote, violently insane could be admitted to the hospital. Hmm. Violently insane. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the hospital officially changed its name for the last time in the, in 1924 and became Arizona State Hospital. Um, lots of like random information, like social services were instituted in 1939. Um, the, there's all sorts of different, um, like historical markers and stuff with the hospital that are probably not super interesting, um, but are related very much to the practice of psychology and psychiatry. Um, and also people who are adjudicated um, guilty except insane, mm, which okay. is our ruling here in Arizona. That it varies from state to state, yeah. you know, across the nation. Um, and I'm sure there are versions of that in like other countries. Oh, yeah. I'm not exactly yeah, sure, definitely. you know, the terminology that they use. Um, let's see. Uh, there was an expansion in the 1950s, expansion of buildings, right? So this is a, this was a huge property, 160 acres, and it was a completely self-sustaining farm. Animal, like livestock, um, crops, like, oh, wow, and the, pa- like, the patients tended, the patients and the staff tended to all of it, like, cool, you know? Um, but they, they expanded the buildings mm. on the property in the 50s. Um, they also became a training hospital in the 1950s for nurses, oh, which okay. was pretty psychiatric nursing. Yeah. Um, it also, mid 50s, 1955, um, Ash was one of the like pioneering psych hospitals to begin administering medications in conjunction with psychotherapeutic treatment. Ah, uh, okay. So um, they Makes used sense. lots of medicine like Thorazine and other antipsychotics medications um things that we don't use a lot anymore um but yeah i by the my 1955 one third of the patients at ash were being treated with one kind of medication or another um it wasn't actually until 1958 that the department of psychology was established which blows my mind (laughs) what (laughs) anyway um yes so there's that um they sold off the farm. They sold like lots and lots of acres in the ni- early sixties. Um, added lots more stuff in the in the sixties and seventies. Library, um, like rehabilitation services and buildings. <clears throat> um, then in the seventies, the Senate, the U.S. Senate, passed Bill Ten Fifty Seven which required that patients have to be a danger to themselves or others in order to be admitted to the state hospital. Mm. So that restricted admissions again. Um, and in the in 1970, uh, they actually opened 
a children's treatment center. Oh, so okay. up until yep. this point, the children that they had been taking in at the state hospital were housed right along with the adults. And you can imagine how ridiculous and awful that was. Yeah. Um, anyway, so there's actually no longer an adolescent or child unit at Ash, but there there was for many years an operation there. I can see why, um, you know, the sudden shifts and implementations and taking things away or restrictive administration sort of happening around this time. I believe it was um, sort of in the 60s, well into um, uh, uh, John F. Kennedy's uh, uh, presidentary um, was uh, the notion. Yeah, president. Yeah, did I say presidentary? <laughs> I don't know. Presidency. Um, he uh, um, uh, there was a huge campaign for deinstitutionalization, um, mm-hmm. um, and so I can I can see the patterns of behavior stemming either from that, uh, and, and psychology starting to make a, a big wave in mm-hmm. its voice in the world, especially <clears throat> around that time. Yeah. Um, let's see. Just another interesting fact about the hospital, they, um, in 1979, they essentially transferred stewardship of one of the buildings on the campus to the Department of Corrections. So right, like in the middle of Arizona State Hospital, the grounds, the campus is a DOC building that's used still by DOC. So that's interesting um, when you park your car at certain areas of the hospital, you can get cat called while you're walking into work. That's <laughs> interesting. Um, Which is scary enough. Okay, so we're gonna jump all like all the way up to the nineties, ninety seven. Um, so this is um, an, an interesting fact that people. I mean, not that everybody knows about Arizona State Hospital anyway, but most people in Arizona probably don't realize about Arizona State Hospital. Um, so it's really separated into three like main areas okay Mm -hmm. so you've got the forensic unit right and that's where everybody who has been tried and found guilty except insane right at the time they committed their crime that's where they're housed yeah um then you have the civil side of the hospital which um was actually added in 2001 or, or construction began in 2001 uh, that's this is for anybody that's been civilly committed by a judge as a danger to self or danger to others. So very, very serious mental illness to the point where you can't take care of yourself right. on your own um, and you haven't necessarily committed a crime. Right. You're not sentenced to a stay there, but mm-hmm. you have been committed by a judge. <clears throat> and then we have a third area and this is the lesser known area. Um, this is the Arizona Community Protection and Treatment Center, or ACPTC, and it houses about 100 SVPs, or sexually violent predators. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the only facility in the Southwest that houses them. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially, it to comply with a Supreme Court ruling in 97, um, well, it, the ruling gave judges the authority to civilly commit sex offenders, violent sex offenders, at the end of their prison sentence. Yeah. So rather than them being release, released to the community, if they're deemed potentially dangerous, right, like a high risk for sexually violent recidivism to commit those crimes again, then they are committed by a judge to ACPTC for treatment and community integration. And as you can imagine, they're really, really unhappy when they get there. 
to think that you are going home and to find out that is not the case. That is not the case. <clears throat> anyway. You're being harbored. Yeah. So, um, uh, as you can imagine, a really diverse patient population mm. right across the hospital. Um, super cool. Super cool experience working there. It taught me a whole lot. I'm fondly reminiscing right now. Um, okay. Anyway, so um, I hope that history was a little bit interesting. Um, something that's cool, Nick, about the state hospital and also about a lot of the buildings in Phoenix that you probably didn't know that is right. rather mysterious is there are a bunch of tunnel systems. Mm-hmm. Okay. You did know. You're supposed to pretend at least like you didn't. Oh, man. What are you talking <laughs> about? This is great. <laughs> okay. So these tunnels are also underneath the state hospital. Yeah. And um, do you know what they were for? Nope. Okay, so I do. Would you like to know? Yes, I would like to know. All right. So apparently during the Roaring Twenties. Yeah. um, My favorite era. (laughs) The population in Phoenix was about 5,000 people. Yeah. Um, And so lots of hotels, big hotels started springing up, a couple of which are still in downtown Phoenix Mm -hmm. today, like the San Carlos, I think. Um, So one of the things that, they did when they would build these huge structures is they would build tunnels under them and place fans in the tunnels so that the cool air from the tunnels could be circulated up through the building. Mm. Phoenix is hot, y'all. So it was like a (laughs) type of cooling system. And lots of them got built under all of these buildings in Phoenix, I'm sure, in lots and lots of cities across the U.S., right? they started getting used because prohibition was oh, yeah. in full swing, um, at least in Arizona. I think it was start. I think Smuggle it was like 1907. Yeah. So speakeasies, yeah. Uh, uh, gin mills were springing up in these tunnels. Um, and apparently there was even a bowling alley. Oh, sweet. Can you believe that? A bowling alley. I saw a picture of it and underground. And around midnight, you can still hear the pins. Flow. I know. <laughs> right. Um, anyway, so. Um, g- the ghost stories or whatever that let our the lore at the state hospital is related to these tunnels, right? And noises and mysterious things happening inside the tunnels, even though I doubt highly that most of the staff there could even find their oh, way yeah. in, you Just know, people, at this point. Uh, there would be a few people that knew how to get in. Oh, um, yeah. So there's also um, a uh, like some ghost lore, ghostly reports of ghostly activity occurring after nightfall on the flamenco unit. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure if that's part of the Alhambra building that they sold to the Department of Corrections or that they I mean, they handed over the reins or not. I can't remember Um, like my layout is it's been too many years now. Um, but the ghost, the ghostly activity supposedly happens after nightfall and the patients are all secured in their rooms. So hearing keys rattling, um, doors swinging open, um, let's see, ghostly patients counted among the living, then mysteriously disappearing. Um, that one ghost who does not disappear, uh, there, so yeah, there's like a, uh, this woman, this woman figure in like the library. It's always a woman figure. Yeah, at the window. So 
I never saw any ghosts while I was at. You heard enough stories. The state hospital. I'm not going in there. I'm not yeah. doing that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, so but there are actually some legitimate, like, real life, um, things, horror stories out of the state hospital. Um. In actually, in um 2017, um a former employee helped a former hospital employee helped one of the sex offenders mm. escape while he escape. was on a community outing yeah. and um i can't remember how many days later uh it wasn't it was a couple of weeks maybe until they got him let me see here um yeah and they found them in um Oh my gosh! I think they found them in like South North or, or North Dakota. Yeah, they were arrested. They the two of them were found and arrested in North Dakota mm-hmm. following the escape. So, um, yeah, that I mean that's like I'm not going to go into the details. If you guys are interested in that, um, again, don't read through the details. This guy's a convicted sex offender, um, so some of the details are, can be uh, horrifying. Horrifying, yeah. And we're not going to share them. There's no need. Um, but yeah, so stuff like that happens. It's so fascinating to me the the appeal why you would ever consider entering into any type of romantic relationship with an inmate at a sex crimes treatment center. Happens a lot inside the jealousies. So it's yeah. actually really not uncommon. So um I think it speaks a lot too to the psychopathy that you see, the level of manipulation and control. Um, But yes, don't look for thoroughbred on a donkey farm, y'all. You're not going to find one. Um, So, yes, uh, that's a little bit of Arizona history. What do you think, Nick? Do you think we did it justice? No, I want to go visit. I'm Arizona State Hospital? I'm imagining the, the tunnels and everything. I yeah. I want to go in there. <laughs> but I'm imagining a tunnels with like weird lantern lights all everywhere. Yeah. Lantern lights uh-huh. all everywhere. And, and just like walking. an archaeological yeah, dig. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm imagining. Okay. And uh, just uh, and it's all wet down there and everything like that, you know? <laughs> You know, <laughs> why is it wet? I don't know because you know, like tunnels the, are wet. Yeah, tunnels are wet. <laughs> you know, the, I think yeah. you've got an Indiana Jones, yeah, like, yeah, catacombs that's, 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 thing going. That's ex- yes, exactly. So the catacombs okay. is what yeah. I'm thinking too, as yes. well. Um, yeah. So I had so much fun like researching that and putting it together. So I hope I hope you guys enjoyed hearing a little bit about it. And for those of you that are nearby, Arizona State Hospital does not do tours. So sorry. No, um, you can't it's do that. A it's a, yeah, it's a working <laughs> operating <laughs> facility. Um, but you can definitely go to the hotel in yeah. Jerome. A lot of history behind that. Um, <clears throat> a lot of breakthroughs in medicine and things like that. Yeah. And uh, um, they are a good facility. In <sighs> well, they've got so. some interesting, they've got, you know, their reputation is, um, they mm. tons of lobotomies <laughs> no 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 no. um so like the people that i worked with there were the top like the best top yeah. class very skilled and people skilled intelligent compassionate people yeah. social workers psychologists all, all the staff um there have been some things to have happened and if you're interested you can go take a look to tarnish the hospital's reputation and you know rightfully so so right. um 
but that's all I'm gonna say about it. Yeah. I love the people there still to this day. They're um, great. So, you know, pray, <laughs> pray for the people that are in facilities like this. Yeah, it's very hard. You know, time. yeah, extremely. Um, so with that, we hope for those of you that celebrate Halloween Reformation Day, it's a good day for you, right? Mm-hmm. Sunday, it's Sunday. Like, is it this Sunday? It wow. not this. It's not this Sunday. It's two Sundays from now. <sighs> October just uh, blew by. I know. Well, I hope you enjoyed uh, today's episode. It's a little different than what we usually do, mm-hmm. but we hope you found it entertaining and fun and just to learn about some of the history in Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> but if you do have a fear, don't fear. Take heart. Yes, take heart. Jesus has overcome the world. We love, love you guys. You guys.